All right, so today we want to start talking about competition. Yeah. And I think this is a great subject for me because I'm super competitive. Definitely more competitive than you. No, not even close, dude. Oh, yeah, I, oh whatever, I, like, no, dude. I'm way you, more competitive no, than no, you, dude. No, no, you can't not even a hold a candle. You don't even know. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're both competitive, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun one because what does competition even even mean? Why why are some people naturally more competitive than others? Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of impact does competitiveness have in in your life? Right. I think. Um, it's it's definitely a big part of my life because I've always been competitive to to do better, right? To be better and, and all that. And I think some of that has pushed some of my motivation to to do things in my life that maybe I wouldn't have uh, strived for otherwise. Yeah. Well, you got to keep in mind is uh, like the uh, the drive to be better. Um, it's that's not being competitive. The competitive is about beating others. It's right. about coming out on top. Right. And so, and, and it correlates with being better because you can't beat others unless you, you know, you get better mm-hmm. and you just went through like you just did MCC, which was like super, like it's literally Minecraft competition. Right. You know, and it's like, so it, like, I was so bummed that I wasn't able to watch this <laughs> last one, but I, I knew you're going to do well because you don't ever, you know, you, you don't half-ass stuff. If you're going to go do something, you're going to do it You said a right. naughty word on our pot. No, PG-13. Uh, <laughs> Listen to me. I want, the reason this is going to be a fun topic is because I think that we've, a lot of our past topics, we've kind of, I wouldn't say that we've said competition's a bad thing. I wouldn't say that at all, but there has been times like in regards to the, the art of conversation, don't converse to win unless you're right. on a debate team or you're a lawyer, that whole thing. So there's been times when I've been compelled to, uh, kind of illustrate the difference between what healthy competition is and then also when it's kind of getting a hold of you or whatever. But when we had our little joke in the beginning about who's more competitive than the other person or whatever, uh, you are a very competitive person. And mm-hmm. I come off like I'm not a competitive person. But what you're seeing is the version of me uh, that is like I've who I've just leaned into in the last handful of years because when I was younger, <laughs> I was competitive to, to, a, to an absolute fault. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and to the point to where I had to win to whatever I was doing, I had to win to feel normal. If I, if I lost, it would just, it would just rock my world. But when I would win or get first place or come out on top that w- I wouldn't even feel happy. That was just to feel normal. And that would started to consume me over the years to where I was like, I, I'm going to drop this baggage. I got, I have to drop yeah, this bag. It feels very unhealthy to, yeah. to live that way. For it sure. sucked. <laughs> and then that was a that was the right word you used uh, healthy competition, yeah. right? Because like getting to the point to where you're so obsessed over winning could just drive you insane, right? And yeah. definitely affect your morale and everything like that when you because you're not always going to win. Like there's no way there's no way like so many things in life that you're going to compete at you're not going to win them all. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine there's a person on the planet that has won every single competition that they've ever been in. So you have to learn how to deal with losing. Yeah, and if you can't accept that then yeah, that's going to be pretty, pretty bad for you. Yeah. There, there's a funny line in um, one of the office episodes uh, said by Andy Bernard played by Ed Helms, where he goes into, you know, the, the, the format of the office is it's a show. And then every once in a while, one of the characters will find themselves in sort of a confessional situation where they're talking mm-hmm. to the camera. And, <laughs> and, and Ed Helms says, he says, Andy Bernard does not lose. Andy Bernard wins or he quits because it's unfair. <laughs> and it, it was like the funniest thing in the world, but, but, but that was somebody who's who the, the character he was uh, depicting there was somebody who uh, cannot function in a world where they lose. Now the character ends up having this arc where it's not the case anymore, but they can't function in a world where they lose. And I'm willing to bet that uh, there's probably plenty of people in our past who I, I have, you know, I have a lot of friends from my, my youth and, we all would compete and do our thing and losing would suck, but we had our, our handful of people where losing was never on the table. So what they would do is if uh, whatever we were, was being played at the time, if their loss was kind of coming, they would alter the universe to make sure the loss didn't get there, right? They'd, they would uh, reset the, 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 um, the Nintendo or they would break <laughs> something. You know what I mean? I, I had a, a good, wow. a good buddy of mine that we were, uh, we played a lot of ping pong. Right. And, and I was pretty good, but you know, he was better. And quite literally, I would, I will quite literally tell you out of 200 games, 
I would win once, maybe twice. They were always good games, but he would always win. Mm -hmm. And it was, so that was a lot of loss for me to take. Right. And I remember one time, boy, I just, I had his number. I was locked in and it felt good. It felt good. I was, I was getting it done. I had the lead. I'm doing my thing. And he was, he couldn't handle it and he broke his paddle. So now we can't oh play. Now we can't finish the game. You know what I mean? Wow, so I'm just yeah. like, dude, so that's, that's unhealthy competition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think it's it's something that had to be learned as well. I think when I was I was younger, I definitely couldn't handle losing. Uh, and I, and by younger, I mean like yesterday. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like like it's it's still it's still a process. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned MCC, and and I was in it. Um, you know, had I had I had a, a rough day, I probably would have been pretty bummed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like if I walked away, like there was 40, 40 people in it. If I walked away in fortieth place. I would have been hanging my head and, and pretty upset with myself. Um, luckily, I, I had a good day and, and got 21st, which I was like, I will take that. You yeah. know I mean, I'm, I'm new to the whole scene and it was great. So I came in, you know, with my chest puffed out and I got 21st place and I was happy. But years ago, if if I got 21st place, I would still just be fixated on the 20 people that were better than me yeah, and not be able to accept like, oh, this is actually great. This is where I'm at right now. And I, I'm, I'm going to continue to strive to get better. And maybe maybe someday yeah. I'll be what they call S tier. I don't know if you know the system I do of that. ranking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I've, I've been introduced to many new terms now that I'm in this competitive scene. Mm -hmm. um, I had players on my team that were cracked. Yesterday I was popping off. Uh, so <laughs> learning all the new yeah. lingo. <laughs> nice, I like it. Uh, and, and someday I'm going to be in a S tier. Right now, I think I'm a, a B minus. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that that's something that I had to learn over time. Is like sometimes it's okay to just accept this is where you are. You know, like in in competition, like you said, like you you lost 99 times out of 100 or whatever, and and you were okay with that because. Yeah. Because you knew, like, it's it's, Ew, it's it not the sucked. end of the world to lose. It sucked at first, right? But then there was, like, this thing I just sort of leaned into. Well, you know, he's just, he's, and, and this is also the dude that was, I mean, just good at everything, dude. And so I was like, well, at least I'm losing to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Everybody else I, I play with, I'm, I'm going to win maybe half or more than, or maybe all the time. But at least I'm losing to him. But it was, I kind of leaned into it because it really sucked at first. That whole thing that I have to win to feel normal. That was, that was probably one of the first chapters of me being like, I, I need to curve this a little bit. Otherwise, every single game I play is going to not be fun. Mm -hmm. I remember I was, I was playing racquetball with my brother. My brother's a lot older and, and I was, I was young. Yeah. I was probably like 14 or 15 and we were playing racquetball. So he, that would have made him like in his early twenties. And you know, I, i I was able to, he just, he knew the game better than me. I, but I had speed, I had agility on him, right? So I thought that that was going to be enough, but it wasn't going to be enough because he he knew the game better. Boy, was I getting mad. <laughs> but I was getting so mad, but not because I was losing. I was getting mad because very, very similar to why I was legitimately like frustrated afterwards when we did a competition on, on Zed's patron server because it was like, I can't, I'm not even a contender. Like mm -hmm. that's, you know what I mean? Like I was like, I was so mad because I'm like, this is the worst version of myself. Why can't I get this and and my brother taught me a valuable lesson. He's like, if you freak out one more time, I'm walking out. You know what I mean? And it was the right thing to do because I freaked out and he walked out and it ruined the game. Wow. But it should because I was I was ruining the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, it's okay to be competitive, but you have to keep, you got to keep a sharp eye on it because it can it can yeah. take a hold of you. There's a couple of things. There's like um, two sides to competition as well, if you think about it. There's the people you're going against in the competition, which you have zero control over right right and then there's how well you were doing yeah and that you have control over and so i try to think about that too like um yesterday when i competed i i was like okay did i do everything I, in my power to put together a performance that i'm i could be proud of and the answer at the end of the day was yes yeah i, I prepared i trained i did you know yeah i could have put in a few more hours here or there um but I, I did. I tried. You know, I tried my best. And that's that's the goal is anytime you're going into competition, did you try your best? Yeah. You can't help that you got, you know, I had 20 people who have been doing this much longer and have much more training than I do and much more skill than I do um, that, that placed ahead of me. You know, yeah. I mean? so that's why I'm like, I'm OK with that, you know, is and so that's what I look at competition wise is like focus on what you can control and not, and forget about what you can't, and then the results will just happen. That's good, and I think that ends up tying back to what we 
uh, uh, talked about in the very beginning that, that there's, there's just trying to be the best version of yourself and then there's competition. And, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that there is, there is a, a, there is a connection there in order to, in order to be competitive, then you really need to always be trying to find the best, the best version of yourself to do mm-hmm. that. And <clears throat> let's look at this. Uh, let's look at this at the most elite form of competition, right? Which is the Olympics. And what's funny is you 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 look at like these gymnasts and and these pole vaulters and and I mean there's so many obviously so many different events in the Olympics, and whenever you see any sort of documentary of them practicing and rehearsing and getting up early and working out and doing that whole thing, one thing you almost never see is a smile on their face. It is hard work because mm-hmm. they're because their their objective is not to be a good pole vaulter. Their objective is to be the best pole vaulter on the planet and. Their competition is a bunch is is hundreds is th- thousands of people whose objective is to be the best pole vaulter on the planet. Mm-hmm. So now uh, the idea of competition is is th- they're all there for the same reason. They're all there to be the last person standing, and they're all competing against that. They're going for that gold medal. Everybody is there, and it just turns into this world where it's just business. Yeah. It's just absolute business. Because every in their minds, every single one of them, I'm sure, is thinking, uh, if I'm not practicing, somebody else is yep. right now. Yeah. And they're getting better than me. Yeah. So like that becomes their entire life. And um, I mean, to get obsessive if you have a goal like that and 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 that is your goal, like and that's all you want in life right now is to is to be in the Olympics and win, then yeah, I think you'd have to get like super obsessive about it and really get after it, like you're saying, and treat it like business. And then hopefully at the end of the day, when they reach their goal, they, they can then smile. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there was, when I used to do, when I used to be a CrossFit coach, um, the, the gym that you and I went to, uh, before it was the gym we were at, it used to be called competitive fitness. Right? And that's what CrossFit is. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's workout competitions uh, for lack of a better phrase. So there's a, it's a high intensity. And there was, uh, there was a, a gentleman who worked out at our, our gym that had a lot of, a lot of gym muscle. Right. And, and what I mean by that is that he just. Some people are way stronger than they look, and some people are not as strong, like look stronger than they actually are. He was one of those people. He was he was strong, but there wasn't there was lacking mobility there. There was no endurance. There was no stamina. It was mm-hmm. so. This was a guy that whenever there was weights involved, was going to beat everybody. Be, be, being number one on the leaderboard was his. It, it was his only objective. His only objective, dude. And and it wasn't that hard when he was competing against you know people who are twice his age and 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 you know, have a very different lifestyle and stuff right. like that. And I'd had enough because we do modifications all the time in regards to if somebody is trying to lift more than I think that they should, I'd be like, no, you got to go down and wait. You know, like this is a precarious move. I'm not going to have you putting weight over your head when you don't have the, the stabilizers yet. So go down and wait because there's going to be no injuries on my watch. Well, conversely, I would also do it when there's other people who weren't pushing themselves enough. This was a dude who I couldn't get him to, I couldn't get him to go up and wait. He he was strong enough to where he shouldn't be down at this weight. This is why you're beating everybody mm-hmm. because I mean, you're not just beating them. You're humiliating everybody because you're down at this weight. And I'd finally had enough. I like it, it, We were the, one of the exercises I remember was, um, uh, was, was cleans and cleans where you grab the bar at the bottom and you just pick it up to a full rack position. And the, uh, the weight was, I think 95 pounds. And the reason was because it was high, high volume count. And, uh, I, I knew it was going to happen. He was going to have terrible form and he was going to muscle it through. Cause he had that gym muscle and he was going to crush everybody. And so I finally, I said, go up to 135. He's like, what? And I said, you can do 135 with good form. I know you can. He's like, and he was very upset with me. And I finally had, I was like, dude, I've had enough. I was like, you're not here to just crush everybody. I know it's called competitive fitness, but this is about actually being healthy, being in shape. Mm-hmm. And I said, you go, go up to 135. And so he like, we had an argument. So he did. And when all was said and done, he wasn't on, he didn't get first place on the leaderboard. He did very well. But what people did see was, no, he didn't get first place, but geez, look at the weight he was lifting. Yeah. And, it, and he was lifting and it was a healthy, he did it. And like, he knew once he went higher, you have to do it correctly. type thing. <laughs> and so yeah. when it was done, it was the first time I saw a, a workout finish and him actually fall down on the ground. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, and Progress. I was like, yeah, I was like that, that right there, yeah. that's what you need to do. And he didn't, he never liked me after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I forgot that there's so many different ways to be competitive that like when you mentioned CrossFit, cause we did do CrossFit, um, for a while. And I forgot that my competitive nature also came out really, really strongly during all of our CrossFit wads, yeah. you know? Um, in fact, the, the first one, the first time I went into CrossFit 
and and the, they do what they call a baseline. Mm-hmm. You know, you, they, there's a special set of reps and moves that you have to do, and just to kind of for the the coaches there to see where you're where you're at, where your fitness level is. Five hundred meter row, forty squats, uh, thirty sit ups, twenty push ups, ten pull ups. That's it. Yeah. Yep. As fast as you can. As fast as you can. So I went in, and of course. I, because I'm competitive, I wanted to get the high, you know, the, the lowest time as possible. I pushed myself so hard, I ended up throwing up. Yes, you did after after the, the workout. <laughs> the coach wasn't too happy with me. Yeah, he was like, "Don't well, do that." You got outside. Though. I went outside. Yeah. yeah, I didn't throw up in the gym, but I went outside and I threw up. And he was mad. He he was like, "You you can't do that. Like you, you can't be." throwing up every time you work out like you you need to be better than that like get control of that and i, I did afterwards but yeah. i would commonly push myself so hard that i would get to that level to where it was just like oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna throw yeah. up and then i i remember there was a lot of times where uh me you and our buddy would do them workouts together and um it might be something that i just happened to be good at that day in that water whatever and i would just i would stay on pace with you guys on purpose instead of like pushing myself harder and so that at like the last the last ten reps, I could just rip them out and then and beat ahead of you guys yeah. by just a few seconds or whatever. And I remember our buddy Joe would get so mad. He was like, "You were sandbagging the whole time. Uh, yeah. Just said pass me at the end, you know." <laughs> I know. Uh, and I would, I would, and like that was like, "Oh gosh, I'm super competitive. This may, might not be good for me." Yeah, but that's but I let me think about this for a second. You you did you always did well, and it was I do remember that because I was like, he's focusing not on winning he's focusing on just beating us like right. that, i remember that being right. like weird i'm like don't 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 do that just be the best version of yourself right and so joe was very good joe was yeah. like he was very strong he was always and he was a very hard worker in in crossfit and so uh i was always competing with him but the reason i was always competing he's the one who got me into it mm-hmm. and the reason i was always competing with him is because that's a good person to compete with because he's going to win all the time and i'm uh, this is what a great thing to chase yeah and uh, I remember uh, uh, there was a, a workout called the Deadly Run, and this was so crazy, man. This was like my wad. And it was, oh, that, it I was, remember that one. I almost fell on my face. Yes, dude. This was a crazy <laughs> one. It, it, you started off. It was twelve deadlifts, and the in the RX, the, the weight was two hundred twenty-five pounds, right? So twelve deadlifts, and then a quarter mile run or, or eighth mile run, an eighth mile four hundred meter run, four hundred meter run. Yeah. So a quarter mile, so a quarter mile, quarter mile run. Yeah. So yeah, right? <laughs> yes. So yeah, 400 meter run. So that's what it was. It was, it was basically a lap, right? And so you do a 12 deadlifts and then a quarter mile run. And then uh, uh, nine deadlifts, quarter mile run, six deadlifts, quarter mile run, three deadlifts, quarter mile run. And we uh, got going, our whole wave went went go and something happened to me where I was like, I the competition, the 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 desire to not just beat Joe, but to, to beat everybody. Something happened to me that day to where competition, the old, the old skiz um, peaked up and said, you're going, you're going to win today. And this is not, this is not, we're not negotiating this. Like it was the weirdest thing. And this is how I used to be as a kid. You're going to win today. And, and that's all I'm going to talk about it. And so what that meant to me was one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to win or I'm going to faint that uh, that's, what's going to, or, or maybe die, but this is what's going to happen. And so we did those 12 deadlifts and everybody did them unbroken and, and 225 pounds, not a joke. And <laughs> yeah. I did all 12 unbroken, just like everybody we dropped. We all ran out the door at the same time. And, uh, as we were coming back, I wasn't first coming back, but I was around first coming back. And my brain's like, here's, what's going to happen. Everybody is already fatigued. This is what CrossFit is. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting through all nine of these deadlifts unbroken except for you. And I, and I was like, and so I was like, so you, you, all the skin can rip off your hand if it needs to. Giving up, like, like giving anything less than exactly one, zero, zero percent, 100 percent is not on the table. So I came back and grabbed the bar. I didn't think I was going to get all nine. I knew I was. And so I just started going. And when I started hearing the, those bars drop as expected, I was like, I got it. And so I just <laughs> kept going, dude. I did all nine and I ran out the door and I was, I was by myself. I ran out the door and I could still hear them deadlifting behind me. Mm-hmm. So I went and as I ran it, I was like, so here's what everybody's thinking. They're thinking you're pushing too hard and you're definitely going to fall apart. Yep. And it was like, and that's not what's going to happen. I came back in, I cranked out all six. I ran out the door before they were back. So now I'm passing them. And, and I started hearing them go, what is going on? You know, there. <laughs> and as I did that, the trainer of the gym ran with me and he just like was in my ear the whole time. He's like, today's your day. Like the, he ran with me. He's like, today, he's like, do not let up. And so I just went and it was like, it helped supplement the voice that was already happening. Yeah. I went did the run, came back. I, I ripped out the three, came out, dude, I, 
didn't get just first place. It was like, everybody <laughs> thought like, did you skip around? Like it was yeah. ridiculous, but it was the power. Uh, it, it, it was a testament to what you're actually capable of when, when you have the right fuel. And, and, yeah. and that started before they said three, two, one, go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, because I allowed myself to say, I'm, I'm going to lean into the, the fact that competition is something I used to have a sickness with. I'm going to revisit it, you know? And, and you know, what's crazy, dude, look at my crazy eyes. <laughs> I haven't really like felt that uh, since I was watching your first MCC. Like it's like, it's been like that. I watched your first MCC and I was so (laughs) in, I was so pumped up with what I, with what I was watching. I was like, Oh my God. Like I was like, you have, (laughs) you have to win. Cause I was like, I needed you to win so bad, dude. And, and when you did, I was just, and I was like, Oh my, I just, I just want to be, I just want, I want to, Oh, I want to help so bad. You know what I mean? I was like, this is like, I'm not watching this as entertainment anymore. This is something that just got a hold of me to where I've, I haven't seen that part of me in a very long time. It, it got it, into me too. There's, yes. there's plenty of clips of me just going nuts. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> when I got second place on the, on the Terra swoop force map, I, I completely blew up. And when we, when blushy hit that final shot for our team to win, I just, I was just screaming primal screams. Yeah. Like competitiveness was like really. <sighs> and so I great. remember I see in my chat, they're just like, he warned us. He, <laughs> he, Impulse warned us that he is ultra competitive, and this might actually be bad for a bad idea for him to do this. Yeah, because like I get into it and like it consumes me. Yeah, you know. Um, I'll go back to that CrossFit story because that wad in particular, I I definitely didn't do well, and I remember what happened was the first nine deadlifts, right, and, and that like completely first, cooked the first was twelve or twelve. Yeah, yeah the com- completely cooked my hamstrings and I went to run out the door like I normally would full stride yep. and my legs did not extend yes. because my hamstrings were so tight from the deadlifts yes. that I almost face planted. Yep. And from there on out, it was like, this today's not my day. <laughs> yeah. Because that was what's called a coupler wad. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's when there's literally two movements that, that they play on each other. You know, it's like, you're not only going to go for a run, but you're not going to have legs when you do yeah. it. Like that's kind of the nature of CrossFit. And, and I remember feeling the same thing. Everybody almost ate it. Yeah. You know what? I, I did too. I came out and my, I was like, whoa, whoa. And I was like, you know, we had to get my legs going. Dude, that, that conversation makes me want to cross it again. It's been, I don't know. It's a lot, many years. Many, too many, too many years. I remember when we first started, you said you were never going to quit. I know. Yeah. Doesn't feel bad. Well, it feels bad. Quite, I have, I do. We, well, we, I said I was going to go. I said, I, I, can, I said, I'm going to commit until I'm 50. 50. Yeah. I now, said, okay. I was like, maybe he said 40 and it's okay. No, I said 50. <laughs> and, and honestly, it still eats me up. Yeah. And, but here's the, it wasn't, I mean, this is not an excuse. This is not an excuse, but this is some insight, right? Everything changed. That's, that's what, that's what bothered me. Every, everything changed mm-hmm. like in that gym. And there's other CrossFit gyms around. But that one particular, like management shifted over and the new management at first was good, but then they almost went instantly bankrupt and they, then they sold it to a couple of dudes that just were just bumbling idiots. Like it was, yeah. and then they ended up losing it. So they ended up selling, so everything changed to where, and I was kind of like a coach during that time and everything fell apart. And it was one of those things where I was like this, like this, this gym sucks. You yeah. know what I mean? It started off amazing and then it turned into it, this gym sucks. So we tried to build our own gym. In my garage, remember? Yeah, and we did got that for all a while. the equipment. Yeah. And we did it for a while. Uh, me, you, and your wife, and sometimes your daughter and your son would even join us, right? Yeah. And we used all the equipment, and then like summer would come, and it was like, nope. It was too much. It, yeah, it, it, it was like too hot. here here in Arizona, when, when it's 115 degrees out, yeah. it means like the garage is 120 plus, like inside it for some reason, it gets hotter in the garage, it feels like. And yeah. so, like, we just didn't keep it up. But you know Still what? We have though? all the equipment, though. We can so fire it back up. Yeah. But, and then think, consider this. Like, I, we're, we've got to get back on topic in a second here. But uh, <laughs> there's like so many people like, oh, CrossFit. Talk. I, know, I know. No, it's, but we learned because of what I learned, you know, uh, being at the CrossFit and then uh, being a, you know, being a coach and then specifically writing workouts, right? I was able to bring that into the gym that we created in your garage. And then there were times when you and I would go to, you know, mountainside fitness and I would write us wads that were like mm-hmm. partner wads and stuff like that. So I'm, I was able to bring that knowledge with me to where it never quite left me, but in regards to having a, a positive, like an actual regimen that, that did fall apart. And yeah. I'm not part of a CrossFit gym now. Like it's like, that's a sentence. Yeah. 
I said I was going to be a part of a CrossFit gym until I was 50 and I'm not. It was a really cool community. And and yeah, I really liked our first coaches. Yeah. So it was a bummer when they, when they stopped coaching, but yeah. All right. We'll get back on topic, but uh, I mean, CrossFit, obviously the nature of it is competitive and it gets a bad rap because people that are ultra competitive usually do things they're not supposed to do and they end up hurting themselves. And so it's just like, that's, that's the tone of uh, CrossFit. That's a bad CrossFit you know, is not without fault. I'll right. tell you that. Like, I'll yeah. tell you that right now. And even when I, when I became certified, I remember all the different tests. I was like, nope, I don't agree with that. And I won't, I'm not doing that. And one of them is there is a certain degree of injury that they're willing to accept in order to push the human body to its limits. And which is all based in competition. And I can, I can get on board with that. I really can. But I remember being like, no, I'm not going to do that because I like, like I was that my shoulder will never be the same because of something I did. Cause yeah. I got too aggressive and, and, same here. One my, the, my my back. The, your back. I pushed myself oh, too. Dude, remember the the trainer hard. and I. You you that competitive nature. You were new at the gym, and you you did this deadlift. In fact, I'll tell you what. If I can find the clip, I'll I'll find a way to put it up in the if corner. You still here. have it. That'd be I, amazing. Yeah, I'll see if I can find that. Um, <laughs> you, people you, are going to rip on my form, but that's okay. You, it was terrible, <laughs> and I was getting so upset. I was arguing with the trainer. I said, "Can you please stop? I know him better than anybody." And I was like, he's going to hurt himself. Yeah. He's going to hurt himself. He's like, but I don't get to do this stuff. And we had this argument and he kept putting weight on and you're an idiot. And so you ended up lifting like over 400 pounds and yeah. like doing a deadlift. 425. Like, Stupid. Was the that's, a, that's an incredible amount. It, it, but your form was so My bad. Was your bad. back's never been the My same. back's never been the same. No. no. I was having one of those days where like everybody around me was like, confused at how I could possibly be deadlifting that much, including myself. I was like, I, I don't understand how I'm about to deadlift over 400 pounds. Yeah. And, um, but it, I was, I was having this like Bruce Willis in unbreakable moment where I was like, I need to see how far I can go. Like, am I, am I unbreakable? And I'm nope, I'm not. Un- turns out I'm not. Yeah. And, uh, most people aren't, but yeah, that was uh, insane. <laughs> I was, I was, that was insane, dude. And if you, you wouldn't, you, you would struggle doing 225 right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like definitely. that. Yeah. You would, I think you'd be able to do it, but that anyways, that competitive, uh, that competitiveness got a grip on you and then it didn't help that people were watching you. And yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. now you're like, people hey. were like, what is happening? And yeah. so that just fueled me to like prove myself yeah. even more. And I was, yeah, it was and I was just shaking my head. I'm actually to this day, I'm kind of upset. I didn't just like say no. <laughs> I thought about <laughs> just it. Just stop me. I, everybody, it would have been not well. I almost went over and just started taking the weights off. Cause I'm like, you're going to hurt, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. You know, but I just, I stood back like an idiot and argued with the, with the coach and I wasn't a coach myself yet. Mm-hmm. I was still, I was still new. I was still, you know, I was still pretty new, but you knew time. me, but I knew you. I was, I was myself. Yeah. I was well, well versed in impulse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So like just, you brought up CrossFit and I was like, oh yeah, there's like, there was that aspect of my life where I was competitive and I started thinking like, what else in my life was I competitive at? And it, it just goes back to like elementary school. I remember like I joined band in like fourth grade and, um, to, to be a drummer. And I remember they had like the, the most outstanding band person or whatever. Right. And I wanted to win the award and I did everything I could. I was, I was obsessed with it. I was like, I want that. I want to be the most outstanding band student of mm-hmm. the year. And I practiced my tail off. And I remember I had a best friend who was also very similar to me. And we both were like practicing together nonstop. And I ended up, I ended up winning the the award. And next year, he wanted it so bad that, that he outpaced me basically and, yeah. and try, you know, trying to get it. And, and so he worked even harder and he got it. And then, and then I was like, I'm not letting you have it because elementary school for us went to four, you know, sixth grade. So I was like, okay, this is my last chance. Sixth grade year. I'm getting this trophy, yeah. you know, and I, and I worked my tail off. We would work together and then I would work also after, you know, he left my house and I got it. I, and I just like went back and forth. So we like established this, like, I'm going to outpace you. And I, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I was even competitive with like band. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> you know? Think about this. That right there is a prime example of, of the, uh, the best part of, of being competitive is because what ended up happening was two improved products. Yeah. You and him, you were both better versions of yourself because of this shared interest to be better than the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that I, <laughs> I think about, uh, you know, we talk a lot about the drum line and especially in my younger years, uh, in, in high school, I was, I was had the, the good fortune of being part of that 
sick drum line. And we were, we, like I said, we were the best and, and there was nobody couldn't be touched unless it was, like I said, schools in, in Texas and stuff, but we went to a competition and this was, this was, uh, this was the competition, I believe. Um, I don't know. No, no, no. We were in, anyway, it doesn't matter. We were like in New Mexico for this. We had to travel for this and we are up against just a lot of different schools from around the nation. And there were different awards that were given. And one of them is, uh, you know, it's a caption award for the section and there's a percussion, you know, are we the best drum line out of all these people? Well, I was new. I was a, I was a freshman and we were walking. I was walking with my boys. This is the first time I learned that there's like another level of competition and it's been so good that you don't really belong there. It's like the story of that gym person I told you earlier, right? I was, I was like, we're walking and we're, we can barely hear the announcer because we're like not even in the stadium and we're walking away to go do something, be, you know, go act like punks or whatever. <laughs> we're walking away and I'm very young and I'm like, guys, wh- guys, I'm like, they're, they're announcing the caption head they're for, for percussion. They're announcing, they're giving the caption, the winner of percussion. And they looked at me and they just chuckled. They're like, yeah, we got it, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I remember being like, what? And I just kind of stood there as they kept walking and I just listened and they said our, they said our school, we won, we won first place. And none of us were even there to receive the award because we were too cool for that. Wow. And, uh, I was like, and it was in that moment, I'm all, I'm awesome. And so then I just went and went, went with them. And, and, uh, what's funny, I actually still, I, uh, by my senior year when leadership had changed and everything, I remember I was back in the storage room and that first place trophy was buried under a bunch of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking this. So I, I have that at home right now. Nice. In fact, yeah, I have it on home on a shelf. Oh, I wish I brought it with me. That would have been a good visual aid. It's a big one too, dude. It's a big trophy and I love it. You have it. That's awesome. I was thinking like competition, you know, you just said it's kind of like sometimes can bring out the best and you push yourself to a new, a new limit. But for me, also sometimes it just means like I I don't like to suck at things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I I don't necessarily always have to be the best. I think I've gotten over that, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I don't like sucking. Yes, you know, like I, it's the same thing as like when I don't know something. I don't like being stupid. I don't like not being good at something. And so like anytime I know I'm going to get into something where it's going to be kind of competitive. That's why I usually get a little obsessed about it is because like at the, at the end of the day, I don't want somebody to be like, man, that, that guy, that guy sucked. Or especially if I'm on, on a team, like an MCC, I'm on a team. I'm like, I do not want to be the anchor. You know, if, if I'm last place on the team, but I didn't drag us down, then, then it's okay. But I don't want to be like the, the guy that just like yeah. sucks so bad that they had no chance of winning. Right. You know? And so, Sometimes it's it's just about that. And like, I, I feel like sometimes I apply the like 90% rule or whatever it is to where it's like, okay, I need to, I need to at least get to a certain point to where nobody's going to look at me and be like, you sucked. Yeah. You know, but I always, I, I wish I had that, that time for that extra 10% to like actually do become the best at everything I do. But you know, at some point you just don't have time. There's not enough time in the day to be the best at stuff. There's only going to be somebody like, like we're talking about in the Olympics that are going to, going to be more obsessed and and be able to dedicate more time because they can than you. And so I think at some point you just have to realize like, like we were talking about, like, uh, did you do your best with the time you had? And yeah, that's kind of where I was at. Yeah. And I, I I can identify with, that's like I said, going back to the Zed's patron server and we had that, you know, the fun competition was just a little fun competition, but I remember I, that's what I explained. I'm like, I, I talked about this in one of my streams or I was like, I don't, I don't care that I didn't win. I don't care that I, I cared that I like was a disgrace I, because I just, I, something was wrong. I could, I just couldn't get it together. Like I just couldn't get mm-hmm. it together. And so I wasn't just last place. I was, I felt like it was kind of a slap in the face of the creators of these games because I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasted your time. You know what I mean? Like that's what that was. So it was a very similar feeling to where, you know, there's, there's the, there's the drive to be the best and accept nothing less. And then there's the, I just don't want to, I just, I just don't want to suck. Yeah. <laughs> I it, get it. In, in that moment, in that moment, I think you weren't really comparing yourself. Cause we talked about that. Like comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't comparing yourself to, I, I hope you weren't uh, comparing yourself and your, your performance to me, Tango and Zedef, because uh, the three of us, like we, we play Minecraft like eight, a, eight hours a day yeah. every single day yeah. you know what i mean where, where you obviously can't do that so that would have been bad but like you know what you're capable of and you know that 
you fell short of what you know yes, you were capable dude. of. And that's, yes. when it, that's when it really hurts. I had the same thing happen to me this last week uh, when I streamed on Wednesday. I was practicing and I just couldn't get it together. Like I, I just I just was terrible to the point to where I was embarrassed. I was like literally embarrassed that I, I couldn't do what I normally do and what I knew I was capable of. And it doesn't feel good. Yeah. But it gave me the drive. To, to be like, I'm not letting that happen ever again. And, and then I practiced my my tail off and tried to like figure out, okay, what went wrong? Okay, I changed I changed my settings here and that probably threw me off a little bit. So maybe not all of it was like my fault. I've played this exact same setting for 10 years and I change it and expect to just like adapt to it immediately. Of course, I'm not going to, you know? Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, well, if that setting I'm going to keep changed, I'm going to have to practice for like 10 hours to get used to it. Yeah. So that's what I did, you know? So, I mean, yeah, sometimes you got to realize, like, a couple things could happen. You could just have a bad day. Like, we all have bad days, you know? Like, sometimes we, you know, I get up for this podcast, and I'm like, wow, my, my brain's a little foggy today. I'm not sure I'm going to perform well. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you have to be okay with that. And let's let's talk a little bit about um, competition. Uh, let's see. What's the best phrase? I, I guess misguided competition. There is such a thing as competition being um, so much on the forefront of one's mind that they lose the spirit of what we're supposed to be doing here. Case in point would be somebody who cheats at something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like there's, uh, let's take an aim bot. Anybody who doesn't know what an aim bot is, if you do a first person shooter game like Battlefield or, or, or Call of Duty and somebody has an aim bot, that's where the, the game takes over. It does your aiming for you. And it just, it's like a headshot every time they don't have to try. You just have to point in the general direction of somebody and the, and the software corrects it for you and does the thing. And those people end up winning. They end up getting mm-hmm. first place, last man standing. How, how, how was that fun? Right. Like, how did you like, like true competition needs to come with some sort of feeling of accomplishment. And that's where I'm just get so confused. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, what, how is that fun for you? That, that, that's people to where uh, the competitive piece was more important than the spirit of the activity. Mm-hmm. Right. And we had, um, we used to do this thing over the holidays at, uh, at, at the CrossFit gym back in the day, they would, they, he would do a, a weight loss challenge, but it wasn't just weight loss. It was, um, body fat percentage. Body fat, yeah. And that was, a, have to get in those dunk tanks. You have to get in the, yeah, yeah. they brought in the dunk tank. So you would have, and so the, the premise of this was, you know, the, he was like, because everybody lets themselves go over the holidays some and some to a colossal. Let's be the gym where everybody got even fitter over the holidays, which is not a bad idea. Anyways, uh, we would all do the dunk tank and everybody would buy in for $100 or whatever it was. And the price was like, you know, a couple grand. And it was it was nice. It was yeah. it was a good drive, uh, but also was like the wanting to win. Well, one. Uh, so we all everybody did well. Right. We Everybody did well. I think I don't I don't I wasn't I think I've got like eighth place or something. Right. It wasn't that good. But everybody did well. Uh, but the girl who got second place, to me, she she won. And, and here's why. Because she, like, she lost a lot. She lost a, a good amount of weight. She looked like, she really, like, looked a lot better than she did in regards to she looked healthier. She looked fitter. She, in her performances, she was just, she was crushing the old version of herself. Like, in this, in this, how long do we do it for? Like, two, like eight weeks or something like that? Or maybe uh. four weeks? I really don't know, but yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't even remember how I did. I I do. I remember that I actually lost weight during the holidays, which was nice. Right. Right. (laughs) And so, so, so what I had seen from this girl who got second place was, and she was, she was a mom, you know, she was like, like, I don't know how to put it. Otherwise very average physique. And then at the end of this, like, dude, you, you're a rock star. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so she, she looked better. She felt better. You know, she was hydrating. She was just making all the right decisions and she comes in, does the win. Everybody wants her to win. And she doesn't win. She gets beaten by a guy who's like in his late twenties who came in and you could see through him because all he did was start. Like he used to be a wrestler. So he did the whole, like, you know, spit and sweat and do all that and don't eat for three days and don't drink any water. He could barely walk when he came in. And so it's his, and so he looked emaciated and he was actually a fit dude, but he looked awful. It was like one of those things where he was like super strong and super fit, but I'm like, I could totally like if we were in a fight, I would win because you're barely walking. He came in and he won because the numbers made him win. And I remember talking to the owner. I'm like, that that should never happen again uh, because that was that guy won, but that was not the spirit of this competition. This right. the spirit of this was about health. Yeah, like he didn't probably even need to lose weight in the first place. Yeah, exactly. He was already fit. Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. He was already fit. So when he came in, he looked like you could. I it was kind of gross. And I w- I was like, that's that was that was not cool. She deserves to get first place. 
Everybody knows it. And in the, in the gym. Should have had, had him do a wad and yeah, whoever won the that, wad right then that was my got idea. the money. <laughs> no, my idea was that when you, when you came into the dunk tank, there was a, there was a workout that, yeah. you, that you did. And we, as, as the coach, I wasn't a coach then, but the coaches are going to know if you're sandbagging, you do a workout. And when you came back in, you had to do the same workout and you had to, you didn't have to beat it, but you had to be within some sort of realm. If you asked him to go get you a cup of water, he would have collapsed on the way to the, to the drinking <laughs> fountain. It was like, he was really bad. And I'm like, that's not the spirit of what this was, man. And the, the owner was like, I 100% agree. He's like, he was very upset. He's yeah. like, and he was, because you shouldn't have to tell people that, you know? And so the guy came in, collected his thousands or whatever, and then left. And then he like left the gym, I think, for a while there. And then the next year we went to do it again. And he found out we were doing the competition again. And he came back oh and, the, and the owner's like, no. Like, he's like, you're not going to let me join. He's like, I'm not going to let you join. It was, he, and he, yeah, it was amazing. He was like, yeah. you he, he, he told me, he's like, you completely devalued the spirit of what this competition is. You will not be doing this again. And nice. again, yeah, it was a good, good move. That's why I like that coach. Yeah, man. Um, you brought up battlefield and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> there was another period of my life where I was ultra competitive. Yeah. Um, battlefield was fun. So we, we were, uh, at work, we had a team builder remember. And we had this team of like, I don't know, eight to 10 people that were really cool. Like, like we gelled as a team so we did. well. Um, but we were doing a team builder and and our buddy McBean um, was like, hey, we should go to this like internet cafe gaming place, you know, a place where they got all the computers set up and, and you can all game together and talk trash in person. And uh, and we went there and, and we fired up Battlefield 2, I think, this yeah. many years ago. And um, we had so much fun that we decided as a team, like, hey, let's let's do this. Like, why why did why not do this every week? But like from the comfort of our own homes. So we every Thursday night. We would, we would like after the kids were in bed, we played late, like nine o'clock or something to like midnight. Nobody's streaming. Later. Nobody's making oh, money yeah, this off is, this. This yeah. is before streaming or anything. Yeah. Uh, but although thinking back, I wish we recorded every oh, second of this because bah. there would be some gold <laughs> yeah. in that. And I remember, I, I definitely remember times when it was like, dude, if people saw what we just did, they would like that go viral. Yes. You know? And then there are times where we were just idiots, which was also fun. Yep. But <laughs> I remember like we started really getting into it and like getting into our stats and kill to death ratios and team wins and all this stuff. And and I did my usual thing where I got like ultra obsessed with it and super competitive to the point to where like we'd go into work on a Thursday and map out like our, our missions that we were yeah. like, okay, so when it comes to this map, here's the, here's what we're going to do. We're all going to spawn here. You grab a tank, yeah. you grab a chopper. <laughs> we're going to flank the enemy this way. Like we were really getting into it. Right. And drawing all this stuff up. And then we'd go to play that night. And I remember, like, I, my expectations of everybody was to be just as, as good as I was and, and put it as much effort into the game and, and everything and into winning. And not everybody wanted to be ultra competitive. Some people just wanted to be casual and play and, yeah. and have fun. And I, I didn't appreciate that. So I, I, um, <laughs> I, would, uh, I would dig into people yeah. sometimes to the point to where, like, I remember, uh, I remember one person, I, I, they just like, they couldn't get it together or whatever. They couldn't, they couldn't manage to do what I expected them to do. And I just dug into them like hard. And then, and I think to the point to where everybody, I think we were using like team speak back then. I think everybody was like, whoa, you know, but didn't, didn't actually say anything. And then like that, the next morning I woke up and I'm like, Oh, I was really mean to this person. I'm going to work and see them now. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like I was getting that kind of like computer muscle. Yes, going. you used you to, to hate me for that. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd flex that computer muscle. Yeah. Like, and then realize, oh no, this is actually a real person. I have to go talk to tomorrow. <laughs> and so I went to the office and I'm like, dude, I'm really sorry about last night. I didn't. And he was super cool about it, but I was like, oh man, I got to check myself because you shouldn't just feel bad because you have to eventually face them. No, I felt bad for what I did, <laughs> Yeah, but it also sucked that I had to see them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that, but the thing is like, we were both kind of on similar pages. You were a little bit more intense. And I remember you and I decided let's be the most uh, dangerous chopper duo in yeah. the game. And uh, you were a great pilot and I was the gunner. And so I would, you know, I'd do the TV guide to missiles or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering, yeah, but, but those were hard to, that was a hard, like you had a hard job. I had a hard job. And I remember like we just started gelling. And next thing I know, you're buying all this equipment, dude, you're getting pedals. <laughs> I basically getting... like fitted my computer to be a chopper. Yes. And yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Like you're, that's, it was really, really cool. But uh, you and I, uh, we we started to, it turned into, this is fun, but it was fun. It was always fun. 
but we started not doing it for fun. If we were doing the chopper, we were doing it to dominate the server. Yeah. Like we wanted to be that duo. Right. Yeah. And, and so we got to a point to where, uh, it was our everything and we would join servers and you'd see the chat in the server be like, blow up the chopper. Yeah. You know immediately. What I mean? yeah. That's what I was going to say. They, as soon as we join the server, they immediately go and blow up the chopper. Yeah. So we couldn't get in. Yes. It. Yeah. And if we got in one, Oh, it's curtains. <laughs> yeah, they knew it. Yes. And we were doing, I remember one time we'd gotten so good that at one point I got sniped out of the chopper. Right. So you're flying and I'm in there as well. And I got sniped. And so I had to, I, my body responds somewhere else. I'm like, dude, I'm dead. You're in the chopper by yourself. And friendly fire was off. So what that meant was I could, you, if an explosion went off that I set like C4, I set off or a claymore or whatever it was, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to hurt myself or anybody on my team. And I said, dude, and and I said, fly over to whatever, like the, the lumber yard or whatever it was, wood cheese. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you came over and I put a bunch of C4 on the ground. Now this was a different level of us proving that we're the best. We're not going to just beat you. We're going to kind of humiliate you. And you were coming up. doing it. Yes. And you were coming <laughs> up. And as you were doing it, an enemy chopper was approaching you. And I said, fly over me. So I put a C4 on the ground and I stood on top of it. And I looked up and I detonated and my body shoots up in the air. I pop into the chopper. You immediately bank left. I fire a TV guided missile and take out the chopper. Yeah. And it was. Greatest play in Battlefield history in for sure. history, dude. And not caught on camera, of course. Yes. And even <laughs> the people we killed went and chat. They were like, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Those were the days. They were. We, so yeah. Us together. Yeah. We get it. We get competitive. Yeah. You know, and, and I think even. Even now, like if we look at things like our our podcast, you know, I think we you even mentioned it. You're like, our goal, you know, is to like get in the the top 200 or 100 like podcasts of all time. Like we have, we are even taking something like this and turning it into some kind of a competition because it's what helps like drive us to like push us to to want to do better and 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 grow and all that. And and yeah, of course we're we're looking at numbers, you know, yeah, like it can't help it. Yeah, we got it. And I think that's a good point. Like I said, top 200, because I'm setting that goal. I, I, I got to, I'm not happy. I'm not, I'm not, I love what we're doing. I'm not happy. I'm not happy until we're in the top 200. And once we get there, because that competitive, that, that I'm so proud of what we do. Mm-hmm. And I like this so very much that this is a chapter of my life that I want to squeeze. I, I don't, I, I don't, I just want it to just get better and better. And I got to be at peace with the fact that sometimes we're going to swing and miss. I, I have to be cool with that, but mm-hmm. that's what. That's what it is to be competitive. I am right as of this moment. I am competing against other podcasts. I am, and 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 I don't know if there's some giant chart out there that I'm able to look at where we lie. I imagine we're nowhere near 200 because it's such a saturated field. Mm-hmm. But that's that's sort of my Everest right now. Is I want to get us onto the top 200 eventually, and then when that happens, then I'm going to move the goalpost. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I think uh, having moving targets is is a good thing. Yeah. You know, because why why get there and, and be happy? You know, let's yeah. just push it. Keep seeing how far we can go. We got enough. We actually have a podcast coming up in the future that's going to be about milestones in general. It's sort of, uh, and, and we'll dive more into it in regards to the value of milestones at that time. But um, until then, it's just, it's, yeah, you, you kind of, you, you touched on something there that when you and I like work together on something, it, it's, it's very good. You know, it's very, it's gold. And we did this before we did, you know, the drum theater stuff. Mm-hmm. When we work together, we put together one heck of a show that, that, yeah. You know, we were just, we were the instructors and we wrote the show together and we trained those kids up and the end product was like, that was, that was good. And and what we did was we gave forever memories uh, to all those kids. And, and let's face it, as much fun as we had, we were, we wanted to win. We yeah. wanted to win and we got second place, but we won. <laughs> I'm telling we won and I, I'm not being biased, dude. I, and, and the group that beat us, it's not cool that their instructor was one of the judges. I, I just, I've never gotten over that. I've mm-hmm. never gotten over that. And they had a good show. Ours was better. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so proud of those kids, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember working on that. Like, it, like a lot of things you and I kind of like fill each other's voids. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like the, the way your creativity uh, is, is there for the lack of mine and, and, and my like, technical know-how yeah. is there for lack of yours things like that like we would and that's just why I, we kind of consider ourselves like a yin and yang yeah um you know uh what what is like the one plus one actually synergy equals, so yeah we have that that synergy one plus one equals three yeah. exactly so 
Yeah, that's that's why we, gosh, we've been working together on stuff for decades now. Yeah. And somehow haven't killed each other. I know, because a, we're a good That's man. the accomplishment. But right you know there. what's funny, dude, is that is that you are the, you know, you love all the computer stuff and, and I like it. You know, I like the computer stuff. You love the computer stuff. And there'll be times at home when I'm like, there's some, there's something new I've got to figure out or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not going to bug. Get this done. <laughs> I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to figure this out. And nine times out of the 10, enough research. And I find the answer, but every once in a while, after like 90 minutes or two hours has gone by, I'm like, I don't, I don't have time for this anymore. And I hit you up. I'm like, dude, impulse. And then you come in and, and it's like a two minute job. And I'm like, I hate you so much, but thank you. <laughs> and then I get mad at you. I'm like, why did you wait two hours? Cause like, I, cause I don't want to bug you every those time. Two hours important for you. Like, yeah. but no, I mean, there is, there's value in, in also like taking the path to learn things on your own, which yeah. would be a completely separate topic, but yeah, yeah. Could be one. write it down. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Hey, listen, another fun one. And, yeah. uh, and I have noticed something I'm seeing. I want to talk a little bit just for, this is off topic of competition. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the comments that I'm seeing, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm not reading every single one, but I'm, I'm still reading most of them. And, um, they're amazing. They're so, they're so amazing. And yeah. there's something um, happening. I'm seeing that when I look at the comments uh, on my Skizzleman Live channel or on my MC Skizzleman channel, a lot of great stuff. You release a video, somebody's got something to say about it. Mm-hmm. I've never, in all the videos I've watched, I've watched a fair amount of YouTube videos in my life and I've perused through a lot of comments in the last 10 years. I've never seen what I'm seeing in our comments and right. it's entire paragraphs and yeah. it's like dissertations, testimonials yes, from dude. people. It's, it's fantastic. I, I, I don't think YouTube looks at comment length as part of its algorithm, but if they but did, if it did yeah. we would be so viral right now because like everybody is writing such amazing testimonials yeah. and, and um, you know, their thoughts on the podcast and stuff. And like, that's the kind of stuff that that's that continues to drive us yeah. and continues for us to want to do this as long as we possibly can and talk about as possible as many things as we can and hopefully somehow impact as many lives as we can yeah you know like that's the that we mentioned it before like that's part that i really didn't see coming when it came to this podcast you know i thought it would just be a fun entertaining listen like people getting to know us a little bit better but the fact that our insight on things that we've gone through together in our lives has somehow helped others is just amazing. Like yeah. it's, it's really heartwarming and I don't, I don't know where ever want to stop doing this. I know. See, and here's, what's interesting is that I I'm with you. I like, and we do, we still do have podcasts that are fun. You know, they're mm-hmm. fun. They're, they're bubbly. And we've had the ghost podcast. We had the we're idiots podcast. We just did one about laughter. Like we mm-hmm. have, and I want to continue that. I like, I like the fact that we uh, have a lot of different types of vegetables and fruits on this plate. I like that a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I'm realizing is that I, like I said, I want to get into that top 200, but I, that wasn't really where I was at when we started. I just wanted to do a podcast with my buddy. Mm-hmm. It was not until I was seeing the response. So the reason I want to talk about this is because uh, to you people who are leaving these comments and these, these very long paragraphs and, and these testimonials, like, like impulse is saying, uh, it, you, wow. And I'm very, very, very grateful. And they're very mm-hmm. touching. And that is what made me be like, if this is what's happening, I want to do a whole lot of the, this, and that's so that I got it. we got to get on top 200. It's got to happen. And I'm not, and like I said, I'm not happy. Yeah. Because if we're affecting these people, let's affect more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's it. That's, that's what I was going to say is like, when we said, Oh, we want to get top 200. It's not like an ego thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, Oh, we, we want to hit that number just because like, Oh, look what we did. We're awesome. Yeah. We want to hit that number so that we, we feel like, Oh, we have now taken something that we know is good um, and we can see that based on the feedback that we're getting and now get that out to even more people so yep. that they can enjoy it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys are doing, you guys are doing everything you can. I'm going to look at the camera now. You guys are doing everything you can. Um, we leaving comments and supporting the show. We appreciate that. Uh, obviously if you have friends and stuff like that, that, that you haven't told about the show, that's probably the next step to help us spread the word. Cause yeah. right now that's kind of what we need. Uh, if the show's going to continue to grow, it's going to, it's going to just need people talking about it and, and spreading the word. Yeah. And you know what? They call it shameless self-promotion for a reason. We're doing that now, right now. And, yeah. and, and don't, don't get, don't get us wrong. It's, it, everything's growing. Like it's going in the right direction. It yeah. really is, you know, but it, it's just, I like what we have. The people who like what we have really like what we have. And there's a lot of people. If, if you, if you've benefited from this, there's somebody out there who you know who doesn't even know that this show exists who could be benefiting from it. Right. So go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, just go, Lucky Subby Dingy. 
like you said, we do. Help us out best you can. Continue doing is continue sporting, continue listening, and and uh, we love you all for it. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, well, and uh, and here today, another another fun uh, one, another fun one. Okay, I'll see you next time. See you.